I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, there's no jingle. Let me tell you why there's no jingle. This is a little Brucey bonus episode that I just said to Mr. Harrison, look, we've just done a great chat about UFC 288. And it was a case of, right, well, look, we've still got stuff that we want to talk about, stuff that happened last weekend. So just a tiny little episode, little little bonus one for you, just talking about a few of the little things that have happened in the MMA community and, and somewhat wider than the MMA community as well, um, because it might have some implications on uh, on, on, on some UFC fighters. Um, how are you, Blake? Very good, very good. As you said, we had a nice little chat about UFC 288, your favourite fighter, Henry Cejudo fighting this Saturday, so go and check that one out. And um and yeah, and now we're just I mean to be honest, this is more you. You 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 said that you uh there was a few things you wanted to discuss. So uh pressure man, pressure. So let's get yeah, let's, well, let's do uh, it. One one of the things I I did want to just quickly chat about was um it it wasn't the most exciting of cards, um the uh Ricky Simon uh and Song Yidong, uh event uh last weekend uh but I felt I did that not, I did not think this is where you were going to start. I thought you were going to start. No, I thought you were going to start with. Did the, you think the gloves the, were going to come off straight away? I thought they were coming off straight eh? away. I thought you were getting into the circus of it all. No, no. Um, I want to. I, I want to give a big shout out to Song Yudong, who I thought um, put in a phenomenal performance. Uh, yes. I thought he looked absolutely incredible um, against Ricky Simon, who. You know, was on an absolute tear. Was looking great. Obviously, got a a win over and, and took the O from uh, our mate Jack Shaw, and and, yeah. and was looking like um it was it was all going his way. And 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 Song Yudong just looked incredible. I thought. Um, I was watching some stuff leading up to it, and I was seeing uh, an interview with Uriah Faber talking about when he sort of turned up at. Uh, team Alpha Mal and just said like straight away we, we we just saw something like remarkable in this lad and I thought his jab was was ferocious and and, and, and brilliant and I just thought his, his combos were, were excellent his footwork was brilliant um when that fight finished I definitely was caught up in the moment but I was thinking we, we've seen a few champion you know he's young and I thought he was super exciting and uh, and and yeah, I'm I'm very very excited to see what 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 comes out. Ricky Simon striking is no joke, and uh, and 
and and, and I thought Song absolutely outstruck him, and uh, and yeah. and and to give Ricky, you know, his credit, he put in a solid performance, but um, he, he was running out of ideas, and yeah. uh, and, and and Song just to me just looked different class. Um, what the, did you make of the fight? I thought it was a good fight, and I thought it was Simon just could not get him down. He mm. just and that that would have been his bread and, butter, bread and butter. And if he did get him down, Song was able to pop back up quick. I mean, you're training at Team Alpha Male with all those guys that are such great, experienced wrestlers, the coaches, the fighters around you, all that stuff. You you're going to learn how to deal with that very well, and and it showed. Um, I think the thing that that is amazing about Song Yudong. He's only 25 years old. He yeah, can man. improve so much over mm-hmm. the next five, six years. He can get better and better and better. And even when you look back at uh, his loss to Corey Sandhagen before this fight, he was in that fight. Like I think Corey was winning, and uh, I'm a big Corey Sandhagen fan. I think Corey's mm-hmm. a phenomenal fighter. But Song was in there with him, and then it was a doctor stoppage. The, the cut above the eye, I think it was, mm. that just, just stopped the fight. So, you know, he, he was by no means shamed in that fight or was shown, oh, there's, you know, there's big, big levels to, to, to jump up here to get to that point. I think we could... I don't want to go as far as say future champion because you look at his record, he's not beaten anyone of... Well, he's actually, he has got a win over Marlon Vera, but... Well, he called out Cheeto. He called out Cheeto at the end. Which makes a lot of sense. Like Cheeto's coming off a loss to the loss to Corey Sandhagen. Mm. He needs uh, it, it's it's a good thing because he, yes, he'd be fighting behind him, but not loads behind him. And if you're Cheeto Vera and you are, you know, the competitor that we all think he is, he's probably going to be going. I want that win back. Yeah, I, I want to get that back. I want to avenge that loss. So that's a great call out as well, actually. So fantastic night for him. He, he got. You know, four and a bit rounds in the uh, in the bank for his experience in in, in, a, in a main event. He uh, he got the finish of a, a surging prospect in, in in Ricky Simone, and uh, and he got the call out right. Mm. He can fight a guy that's ranked higher than him, who's a big name, and uh, and someone that will probably go, yeah, I do want to take that fight because mm. of the history we've got. So yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Fantastic night for him. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to go as far as to say future champ, but I I do think we're looking at someone that has the ability to improve dramatically over yeah. the next few years. And, uh, yeah, we could see something special from Song Yudong over the Absolutely. next few years. Absolutely. I'll tell you what was one of the nice things I saw last week, and uh, and it was a post on on, uh, on social media from Dominic Cruz, Uh him and uh, did you see him and Uriah with their arms around no. each other? And, uh-huh. uh, I didn't see it. It was lovely to see. And uh, and then it swiped right. The next picture uh, was 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 Dominic with uh, with his arm around uh, Cody Garbrandt as well. So it was lovely to see that that uh, that beef is buried. And uh, yeah. and and because oh my god, it, it, it they were at each other's throats for years. Him and, and Uriah, and it, and it always felt like with me, Uriah just. Weren't really bothered. He, he just he seems just like a pretty chilled guy, Uriah, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, all the time Connor was giving it to him, he was just smiling, wanting and taking it on the chin during the tough. 
um series but uh but yeah really nice to, to I, I love seeing shit like that just some buried beef it's uh it, it's good man um how long we... till we get a, a tj with his arm around your eye if i have a photo never gonna happen by <laughs> <Never gonna happen. laughs> that guy um right well look i mean we've we took a little break between recording the last one to, to doing this, and in, in in the meantime, we were just looking at stuff that was coming up, and uh, and we've seen that. Um, I mean, we'll we'll do an episode, I'm sure, about the card in in in, full in, in, uh, in the weeks to come. But Amanda Nunes, uh, Pena, is now not happening. Mm. Yeah, we were going to get the trilogy, but it looks like Pena has broken her ribs, which sounds nice and painful. Uh, so Arena Aldana. Has, has stepped in and I think you know bantamweight is just one of these iffy divisions mm. at the moment where there's not really a huge amount going on there's not a lot of it there's not even actually a lot of fights being made in the division if you look at it this is a very inactive division not just from the title perspective but just overall like flyweight and strawweight are far more active divisions um Look, good on Arena Aldana. She's getting a top shot. She's stepping in on short notice. But no one's going to be overly excited about it. This is headlining the card. I mean, it's been bumped up because, or propped up, I should say, because also the co-main event, and I'm hoping it's five rounds. I think it's five rounds. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the co-main event. I think it's three. Is it? Oh, well, that is... Really disappointing. But the co-main event is Benil Dariush versus Charles Oliveira. Now, that is some co-main event. Personally, I think they should move it to five rounds. I think that would mm. benefit everyone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And with a fight like this where you're like, well, the winner of this could be getting the next title shot, particularly mm. if it's Benil Dariush. I think they should be a five-round fight if they're number one contender fights, really. Yeah. Um, but Arena Aldana, her last win was against Macy Chesson. Uh, before that, it was Yana Santos, who I, I don't even really know Yana Santos. Before that, a loss to Holly Holm. Good win over Ketlin Vieira. That's phenomenal. Like, first round stoppage as well. That's really good. Um, but it's not like she's on a four or five fight win streak or sure. anything. You know, she, she's won four of the last five. The loss to Holly Holm is kind of sandwiched in the middle there. Um, yeah, I don't think this fight is going to be putting bums on seats or getting people to pay for the pay-per-view. What an the opportunity. Heavy what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Let's put a positive sure. spin on it. What an opportunity. Okay, sure. You you can be Mr. Positive and I'll be Mr. <laughs> Realist. Um, uh, so... You know what? We, we could have another Mexican champ. That excites me. That's true. Uh, yeah. Never write off a Mexican. Like Never, ever write off a Mexican. And I think... You know, as as I mentioned on the last the last episode, you know, when you get people pulled in and they get their chance and it's shit or bust, like sometimes you can see the world get shocked. And uh, and does does Amanda kind of like detune her, tra- her training a little bit and step down a gear and think, oh, well, you know, this is uh, this is uh, a, a, an easy fight for me. I don't know, probably not. I do, you know, she's uh, she's elite level, and, and 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 that team are gonna you know set her to kill, but. I Do you know what I wanted? A great to... opportunity for Aldana, and uh, it is. And... I was going to start trying to go down the road of, well, look at what happened with Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko. Look at what happened with Pena Nunes. One, like mm. shit, shit can go wrong. You don't know what's going to happen, and 
you know, everyone's going, oh, it's an easy win for Nunes, but what about Arena Aldana coming through? You never know. And I thought, oh, well, you know, what's the age difference here? How, how much older is Nunes than Arena Aldana? Because maybe that, that could play a factor. And I looked it up, and Nunes is younger than Arena Aldana. Mm. So again, it just doesn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence. It's not an exciting fight as such, because but who else is going to get that shot? Because Nunes has cleared out that division. Like, you know, she's she's the goat. Um Ketlin Vieira was a name that was mentioned for a while. Yeah. I mean, Aldana has a win over Ketlin Vieira, so that probably makes sense that she got mm. the shot over her. Um I, I, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm and just Kelly thinking... Vieira lost her last fight to Raquel Pennington, so she can't get the shot, can yeah. she? So, yeah. We won't, I don't want to go into this card too much, but again, it just feels like the begin- the, the first sort of few months of this year, it felt like we were spoiled by UFC. It just felt like there were so many great cards and so many huge events. This doesn't seem super no, exciting during the temp. But, um, but yeah, things change and we, we, we'll see what happens if, if that card sort of forms in and it takes any other form as, as we get closer to it. Who knows? Um, right. I have to just put... Do- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A little apology because I said, Oh, I don't know who Yana Santos even is. It's because she's recently got married. It's Yana Kunitskaya, <laughs> who we should all know. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize that. So she's been married, she's now Yana Santos. Um, there you go. Anyway, apologies, Yana. Um, what do you want to talk about next? A bit of BKFC and the gloves coming off? Yes, let's, let's get them gloves off. Um, sure, then, because I actually went around my brother's house last night specifically for you because I didn't know how I could watch BKFC, it's not available anywhere as far as I'm aware. So, my, my brother, totally dobbing him in here, he's got one of those, uh, Slightly. Look at you, you're little... throwing your own family under a bus on a live podcast. He's 
He's got all the legitimate channels that he pays lots of money for because he's a law-abiding citizen. Um, you could have just watched some, it on YouTube. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Really? The whole yeah. thing? Oh, well, I've made an idiot. You should check it out, YouTube. They've got loads of videos on there. Like, really? Have, have like, yeah, hundreds. Like, is there one of those shows where that idiot off the in-betweeners is, is chatting with some old bloke about MMA? You can, you can find that, I'm sure. Yeah, all right, cool. What's that called? It was only when you said, old bloke, that the penny (laughs) dropped, that you just (laughs) queued me up to fucking give me a hand of shit. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah, so let me just erase everyone's memory of the last uh, minute and a half. Hang on a minute. Speaking of old old blokes, speaking of old blokes, 15 years old this week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That did make me feel old. Like, but I imagine that felt a lot of young made a lot of young people feel very old as well. Fifteen years since that show dropped, right? Uh, if you don't know what Stu's talking about, which you probably don't, um, uh, the first ever episode of The Inbetweeners aired on the first of May two thousand and eight. I wasn't aware of this until I got sent a thing on Instagram on the first of May about it. So I did a little post about it, and uh, yeah, fifteen years old. And I've had a lot of people either saying they want more. Spoiler alert. There will never be more. Um, <laughs> stop saying that. It won't work. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, and a lot of people saying just lovely things about the show and also that I've made them feel really old by yeah. making them think, oh, I first watched that when I was 14. I'm now 29. Ah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, but anyway, what the hell are we going on about? We're talking about um, we're talking about bare knuckle. We've, we've, we've never shown really any interest in this. We've never spoken about it before. No. But when I looked at the card, um, because you can't not see these things if you follow, you know, any of the, the MMA um, sort of press sites and uh, sort of um, press companies on on, on socials, you, you, you're inundated with it. And uh, and unfortunately, you know. If you do follow them, as much as you get all the cool stuff about the UFC, you do get a lot of YouTuber boxing stuff uh, and the BKFC. Oh, and the slapping stuff. But when I saw this card, Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold, Chad Mendes versus Eddie Alvarez, um, Beck Rawlings, a former UFC fighter, and, and Big Ben Rothwell. So these are all people that any, you know, Long-time UFC fan is is going to be very interested in all of these fights. You know, have shown interest over the years in all of these. Mike Perry, you know, we know he's he's said and done some really stupid things over the years. Um, but when he got in the octagon, he was always value for money. He would always, you know, he's the guy that's going to bite down on the gum shield, uh, and and invariably there'd be some sort of fireworks and and some of the back and forth he had that the, the classic stuff he had with. Um, uh, with the uh, spa, with uh, what's his face, the uh, Darren, uh, what's his name, Uther Scouser. Till. Who? Till. Till. Yeah, where he's going. Uh, yeah, one kind of. I was like, it can't be Till. You kind of forgotten Darren Till's name. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten Darren Till's name. Here be every big FC. Ladies sure. and gentlemen. Early onset Alzheimer's is a real thing. Oh, don't. <laughs> I, turn, I, turn, I literally turned 50 last week. So uh, that's that's probably, uh, yeah, it's all going downhill from here. Um, but what's weird is we now live in a world 
where there is a sport, a combat sport, where Mike Perry is the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? It's but so it's kind weird. of true. He's really well suited to it. Like, I have to say, I'm not really a fan of the bare knuckle thing. I'm not. Uh, I think ultimately, it's, well, it is boxing without the. There's a few fun things about it. Like, well, it's owned by Triller, isn't it? And and obviously, they're they're an organisation that are, are, are paying people a lot of money to to, to, to yeah. fight in various forms. And and I, you know, you can see why these fighters are going. Do you know what? If I can go over there and earn a fortune, I'm going to do it. That's the one thing I like about it. Is there's fighters that have been in MMA at the top of the sport for a really long time, and sadly, they go over to a bare knuckle event and earn more money for a one paycheck than they. Uh, have for any other paycheck they've had in the elite level yeah. organization that has just been sold for 12 billion or whatever it is, or they are not sold for 12 billion, but in the acquisition of WWE to go with the UFC, Endeavor valued the UFC at 12 point something billion after buying it for only 4 billion a few years prior. So when you think about the astronomical sums of money that are going on behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff, it does make you go, why have these fighters, former UFC champion Luke Rockhold, why does he need to go over to bare knuckle boxing and go, oh, I'm earning more money here than I did at the UFC? It doesn't feel right. Um, but uh, We're not going to yeah, see I mean, him over there for long. Oh, he's I never doing think... that again, is he? No. no I, mean, if, if you, I mean, the build-up to the fight was fun. Like, yeah. Mike Perry wiping a bogey on Luke Rockhold was just great TV. Like, yeah, I mean, was it, it classy? Was it highbrow? No. But was it entertaining TV? Yes. It's Mike, it it's Mike Perry, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, what So, talk, what did you think of the fight itself between Rockhold and Perry? I, I thought Rockhold was, was... He couldn't kick. Yeah, he couldn't he didn't look comfortable, did he? he no, look he looked so uncomfortable. Perry looked like it was his domain. He knew, like, he looked like I'm born to do this. I'm a scrapper, uh, and and you know, yeah. you, 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 obviously, I've got no inside knowledge on this, but from what you hear from a lot of boxers and a lot of UFC fighters when they talk about bare knuckle, they say it's a completely different, you know, way of fighting. Uh, it freaks me out. You know, I know it's called bare knuckle and that is what it is. But when you see them just throwing these shots to the head with no, you know, the wraps around their wrists, but not even over their knuckles. And you just think, how are they not just busting their hands to pieces? Like constantly. Yeah. It's like, but, but Perry looks super comfortable in there. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, in um, sort of first, first or second minute, the second round, he, he cracked uh, an uncomfortable looking Luke Rockhold and, uh, and you see him sort of stop and, and sort of motion to uh, the ref that he's there was something with his mouth, and then you've seen him post fight. He's got a big split on his lip, but he's uh, he's his well, front tooth. Well. Yeah. It stopped due to teeth injuries. So uh, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's got a modelling career to to think about. A, you know, well, he's a pretty his boy. Isn't no he? He's right. a pretty boy. He's done some modelling. His career's you know his teeth are no joke. He's got to look after those pearly whites. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Mike Perry, on the other hand, could lose all his teeth, and I reckon he'd still be swinging. As I think Eddie Alvarez said in an interview, this sport regarding bare knuckle, it's not for the athletes, it's for fighters. Yeah. And I think there is 
a difference there. And I think Luke Rockhold is an athlete and a phenomenal mixed martial artist when he was champion and on that run that he was on. Mm. But Mike Perry is a fighter through and through. Mm. And I say, I, I reckon Mike Perry could lose all his teeth in a fight and still be swinging at you. So, yeah. Uh, well, look, yeah, he's lost all his brain cells people. and he's still throwing hands. <laughs> like, and, uh... We've mentioned this in the last episode. You're going to have to apologise to so many people. <laughs> you just, you oh, are they're all thinking today. it. They're all thinking it, Blake. Um, oh, man. I've not well, had a lot of um... sleep last night. Um, but one but thing yes. that I thought... Um, a, uh, most importantly, Triller and, and, and BKFC must have thought, oh, my God, this is gold. Um, Conor McGregor's case, sorry. Yes, 100%. He's, he's throwing out advice, as he does. He's standing up and he's shouting advice to the fighters. At one point, he shouts uppercut um, to Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez throws yeah. the uppercut and then points at Conor as if to acknowledge that uh, that, that come from him. Uh, former foes, obviously, Conor's fought both um, Mendes and Alvarez. Um <laughs> And then when Perry gets the win, uh, in a rare moment of intellect from Perry, uh, he, he, he's been interviewed and he says, can we get Connor in here? Can I face off against Connor? Uh, that was brilliant. BKFC, so smart. Whoever is the money people at BKFC, the Triller. It's Triller, yeah. They, they must have been like, oh, my God, this could not have gone any yeah. better if we scripted it. How the can you get that they the most the eyes on that? With a belt over his shoulder. They gave him a belt just for a laugh, clearly. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe they paid him to be there. Maybe he got mm. an appearance fee for being there. And they said, you can take home a BKFC belt as well. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll come and watch that fight. And it delivered for them. Because mm. I think a lot of casual combat sports fans now will be going... Conor McGregor, oh, what's this sport? I've not heard of BKFC. Oh, shit, okay. Or they'll be going, oh, I'll watch it every now and again, but Conor will probably be involved in one of them one day, so I want to sort of keep up to date with it now and see what's going on. Yeah. He won't be anywhere near the BKFC ring for a while because he's contracted to the UFC. Mm. So he won't be anywhere near that ring in terms of competing. Mm. But certainly a great who. For them to have the eyes on that man, and he Amazing. was talking positively about the whole thing. He was saying it was great, so yeah, it's not for me, but it is for Conor mm. McGregor, and it will be for a lot of other people because it's for Conor McGregor. So, well done yeah. to the guys at BKFC in terms of like a business move that night, having him cage like well, ringside and yeah. uh, and doing uh, his thing. Absolutely, um, uh, the Mendes Alvarez fight I thought was really good. Um, you know, I, I love boxing and. And, and as we've said, you know, previously, I've not really been interested in this, but I did enjoy it. I've, I've been, you know, I did watch um, Mendez's last um, bare knuckle fight, and and I, and I love watching uh, footage of, of of Mendez on the pads. So I, I think I really like how he moves. Um, but it was it was a, a really brutal brawl. Uh, Alvarez took the decision, um, and uh, yeah, it was it, it, it was a, it was a cracking fight. Um, and I would suggest that you go over there and watch Ben Rothwell just because you know in that post-fight interview you're going to get a <laughs> which uh, which we got. Uh, I'm glad that that's come over from the UFC that you still get him doing that um, bad guy laugh, which is one of the most ridiculous things you will ever see. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I think we we, we need to say about uh, BKFC yeah. for the time being. Well, um, do you know what I I? 
I didn't massively enjoy it because it just kind of is too much like boxing and boxing to me after being such a big MMA fan just feels very one dimensional. So the fact that they're not wearing gloves, I'm like, yeah, whatever. There were a couple of things that I did like about it though. The way that fights start are absolutely mental. Rather than being, and I know you couldn't do this in MMA because there's just too many things that could happen, but the way that they're like, right, rather than standing behind the black lines and being away from each other, you've got to start in this tiny black circle. And as soon as the ref says go, they're immediately going. They're immediately swinging. It's like action from the off. That was kind of interesting. And then the other thing that I would genuinely love to see somehow in MMA, and I'm sure it won't happen, is in the result of a draw, they basically do an extra round. Mm. like a sudden death round. And I'm like, imagine that if they were like, right, this fight, you know, maybe not in the championship fight so much. Or no, maybe you could. Like, imagine imagine this. Moreno well, they, do, they, do it, they do it in tough. Yeah, but that's because they only do two rounds. Yeah. But I think, say Moreno Figueredo ended in a draw, which it did in that first fight. And they went, right, there's one three minutes, so like almost half the time, three minute sudden death round at the end. Like sudden death's probably the worst name to call it, obviously, because you don't want these bands happen. Shit, shit or bust round. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the shit or bust round. Shit uh, <laughs> or bust. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call it, but like a three minute round where you're just like, there's no draws in this. Three minutes extra, or if yeah. it's you know a three round fight, same thing. Three minutes extra, and the winner of that round wins it. You could get some crazy stuff going on. That could be hella fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would love to see that. So the the draw stipulations, I think, look look pretty good. I like those. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have no idea what other former UFC fighters are over there doing that, um, but I, I reckon. Certainly now, off the, the the back of Connor writing about it and, and there being a lot more eyes on it, it's going to mean there's going to be a lot more money there, and I think we're probably going to see a lot more former MMA stars over there um, trying oh, to earn a few. Can quid. we play a quick game? I mean, we yeah. we haven't discussed this at all, so we just think: of, who would you like to see out of like current UFC fighters? Who would you like to see go over and do bare knuckle again? I probably won't watch much of it, but who could you imagine being like super fun to watch? I mean, Justin Gaethje just leaps out of the page. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. Of course, yeah, hundred yeah, percent Justin Gaethje. But like, but like, who who else do you think? Oh, they would they would be pretty good fun in in the old BKFC. I can't see beyond Justin Gaethje now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, oh, I tell you what, Jessica Andrade. Yeah, Jessica yeah, yeah, Andrade yeah. would be. Really great to watch in there. Uh, Pavlovich. I'd quite like to see him oh, just throwing MAs everywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could cope with Pavlovich. Oh, man. That would be... Oh, God. Just touching on the heavyweight scene for a moment, I, I did see that um, our friends Nick and Adam over at uh, Fight Disciples um, posting about the fact that it's all gone a bit quiet for Francis. And, and we spoke about it oh, on the yeah. last episode um, about... Uh, Henry Cejudo leaving the UFC, expecting everybody to be waving sort of checkbooks everywhere, yeah. and he was gonna, and it all fell a bit flat. 
and uh, and 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 it was really interesting hearing um, Nick uh, sort of voice his, his his thoughts on it. Which um, uh, also I should say we've had Nick and Adam uh, separately on the podcast. Go check out them, their, their episodes. They're such top lads, and, and Fight Disciples is a is a is a wonderful uh, podcast. Um, what what do you make of it? Because from what the the, the the whole thing was that he got offered huge amounts of money, the most money a heavyweight has ever been offered, apparently, um, to stay within the UFC. Um, but I guess at the time there was lots of chat about him going and boxing Tyson Fury and and obviously earning heavyweight boxing money. That's fallen a bit flat. That fight doesn't appear to be on the table anywhere. Um, and now we're seeing or hearing rumours that he's talking to other MMA organisations. I don't know who they are. Is it, is it one? Is it uh, well, Bellator, PFL, whatever it is? I get... I, I, I can't remember if something happened with Bellator or not. That I can't remember. Obviously, one championship have recently come out saying that, you know, they didn't even bother submitting their final offer to Francis because... Uh, there was other things that they just wouldn't see eye to eye on. And this is the thing with the UFC as well. According to Francis and the people around him and what's come out um, from these different negotiations with the UFC and beyond, is that Francis isn't just about the money. You know, you can throw as much money at Francis as you like. He wants to be either part of the organisation where he can make positive change for the fighters or, um, you know, he, he wants to make sure that there's, like, medical care, health care, you know, that all that kind of thing in there, which I think is an amazing thing for him to be fighting for. I think credit to him for not just taking... He will be offered so much money to do fights in any organisation, whether it be boxing or MMA. Big, big, big money. Um, and he's staying true to his principles, and he's wanting more. He wants to leave a lasting positive impact on the sport by achieving something for fighters that the UFC haven't done and, and, and seems like they won't do it unless fighters were to band together and unionise and, and that doesn't ever seem like something that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one because he is obviously hurting himself because there's a lot of money to be made and he's not going to make it. If he if he sticks with this, but then these changes will never happen if he's not fighting for it because he seems to be the only person really out there doing that. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I, in a way, I, I sort of feel for him. I want him to get paid, want him to get his money. Um, but I do I do like the fact that he's trying to achieve uh, big things for for other people uh, going forward, and he, he, he's you know being considerate of of, of that. But where it leaves him, I don't know. I think there's a rumour about maybe the PFL uh, getting involved and, and and maybe offering him something really big that, that, that could work for them. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Dana White has said very um, clearly, I'm not having him back in the UFC. Would Dana White go back on that? I think so. Because I think if John Jones beats Stipe when that fight happens, which I think he absolutely will, I'm not massively excited about the Stipe fight. I think there's better challenges for John Jones out there. But if Steve, if if John Jones beats Stipe, which he's likely to, and then he says the only fight I want is Francis, either bring Francis back to the UFC or I'm going to retire again. Maybe the UFC think again 
And Dana goes, well, do you know what? It makes sense for us to try again and bring him back because the money they'll make from Jones versus Ngannou will be astronomical. That's probably outside of a Conor McGregor fight. I think that is the biggest fight the UFC can make right now. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, John Jones, Francis Ngannou, they could still try and make it happen, I think. <clears throat> but we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. I think Dana will go back on that because money talks. Is anyone excited about seeing Francis fight a heavyweight in the PFL? Like, don't get me wrong, everybody's going to want to watch Francis. It's great for the PFL. There's loads of new eyes on it because they've got the baddest man on the planet. But who's over there that's going to trouble him? No one. There's some good fighters in the PFL. I, I quite enjoyed last season of, of, of the PFL and stuff, but there's there's not but no there's not a big name that anyone's going to be like whoa I can't wait for that yeah. or or anything they, you know they, so. they'd have to sign someone else surely to to make it a, 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 a an exciting an exciting fight I don't know uh, uh, you know if if the PFL were going to put them, their hands in their pockets and sign Francis Ngannou then you know they know what they're doing they, 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 there's going to be a you know a plan in place to make sure that they recoup that money and. Uh, and, and give fans exciting fights. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see it. Um, not as interesting as I'd be to see him fight um, John Jones, um, but I'm I'm not interested in seeing him fight Tyson Fury. I, I, you know, I understand why he, he, he sees that as a or, or saw that as a, an exciting fight in, in regards to you know the financial elements of it, but. Um, yeah, that's, you know, you, you see the negotiations around Tyson Fury fights and they just constantly just up in the air and it just nothing ever seems to happen. Yeah. You get so close, then it all stops and you just think, and that's with a boxer, let alone, you know, somebody that's coming from a, a different discipline and, uh, and, and and somebody that's also got a very high list of demands. Like, you know, what it would, will that ever happen? I don't think so now. Um, and so, yeah, I do worry that it leaves Francis high and dry. You just hope he's still training. You hope he's fit. You don't want this stuff to go on for sort of three or four years, and all of a sudden Francis comes back and he's a he's a shadow of his former self. Whether that be the case or not, I don't know. Maybe a few of us thought that'd be the case for John Jones, but you know that's not what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, and lastly, just wanted to sort of um, shout out our friend Ivan Elliott, um, who. Uh, had a great win over James Sheehan um, at the recent uh, Cage Warriors Dublin fight. Uh, Oban took uh, the fight over three rounds, unanimous decision at 170. Um, yeah, I, you know, surely he's got to be moving closer towards, a, a, you know, a shot at a belt. Um, obviously, the, the uh, Reese McKee uh, uh, got a, a, a win over the legend that is Jimmy Warhead at 170. Um, Jimmy retired after that. Um, it's lovely to see the the the, the outpouring of love and respect that he's he, he's got in the wake of that announcement. Um, mm-hmm. A proper true warrior of uh, of MMA. Um, props to Reese McKee. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be seeing Oban Elliott get a little bit closer to getting that that strap. I hope so. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great card. One of the, the, the you know. I, I touched on the uh, how lovely it is to see photographs of uh, of people that had beef and uh, and and, and seeing photos of Dominic Cruz with Uriah Faber. Lovely to see Paul Hughes and uh, and our boy um, arms around each other uh, cage yeah. site uh, uh, at UFC Dublin. Um, that was that was sorry uh, 
Cage Warriors Dublin. That was wonderful to see. And, uh, and yeah, just um, a, a great night for Irish fighters in, in general. Uh, Becky McAleen got a, 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 a huge win. Um, uh, the, 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 the flying knee from Paddy McCory was absolutely phenomenal against Angus Hewitt. Um, triangle choke by Adam Derby. It, just a, a, a solid night for for uh, for Ireland. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, a tough night for James Sheehan. But um, props to Oban and uh, yeah. Looking, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what that Welshman can do. Um, if you like hearing Welshman chat, go check our episode with Oban Elliott. Go check our episode uh, with Jack Shaw, and also go check our recent episode with Jack Shaw and Father um, Richard Shaw. Richard. Nearly forgot, nearly forgot Richard's <laughs> name. Then, um, uh, God, I tell you what, fifty. I'm like, my, my brain's gone to mush. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just a, a snippet of the episodes um, that we've uh, that we've recorded. There's there's well over a hundred, and um, and we've been so blessed to have spoken to a real who's who of uh, of the MMA scene, whether that be UFC, Bellator, PFL, and Cage Warriors, and uh, and and everything in between. So go check out the back catalogue for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you like to watch them, head over to our YouTube channel, and uh, and you can watch those interviews. But all we ask is that. You give us a little subscribe, and if you can give us a comment or a like, love, share, retweet on the socials, it all helps. So uh, if you can do that, we'd be uh, super appreciative of it. We back next time. We are back next time. I just I was having a little look at uh, Reese McKee's uh, record here, and I think he was very hard done by in the UFC. I think he could definitely be looking at another another shot in the UFC. I mean, he only had two UFC losses. One was to Alex Morono who has been in the UFC since 2016. So, you know, a tough fight. And then the other one to a little-known guy called Hamzat Shemaev. So, uh, you know... That's a rough night in the office. It's a rough time, isn't it? Uh, I think he definitely deserves another shot. So hopefully he gets that now after, you know, unifying the belts uh, at Cage Warriors. Mm, Absolutely. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.